All right, Terry, what do the following things have in common? Gelato, mm-hmm. limoncello, mm-hmm. piazza. All things delicious and all things from Italy. Woo! We're going to Rome. Ciao, Bella. The Eternal City, you can't beat it. You can't. You can't. It is amazing. I mean, when you're in Rome, you can't even turn a corner without running into some slice of history. It seems that whether you look high or low, the past greets you with one surprise after another. Isn't it amazing? Well, it's an eternal city. It's a travel icon. Exactly. And sprinkled into those nooks and crannies between the basilicas and the forums are quite a few treats, aren't there? I love treats. Everywhere you go. Don't get me wrong. No matter what kind of traveler you are, there are a few standards to see while you're there. Yeah. Of course. There are icons or icons for a reason. But where do you even start for a little travel? Well... I'm going to say, let's start at the Vatican. Because isn't that what you think, Vatican? Yeah. Vatican? It's the heartbeat of Rome. It's right in the middle. Uh Rome surrounds this micro country, right? Uh Uh And it is an interesting place because I feel like when you go to the Vatican, there are things that you've got to plan for. And there are things that you can kind of fly by the seat of your pants. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the five tickets you should secure before you even go to the Because you don't want to show up. You no. don't want to show up without a ticket because you're going to be disappointed. Exactly. You know, there's no denying that St. Peter's Basilica is the finest church in Christendom. It is. It- it is, it is. It is. It's home base. No arguing. Right? Right. Right. Within its literal borders, the Vatican has more priceless artwork per square foot than most art establishments in the world. If you can imagine that, it, it's, it makes it understandable why it's such a popular hotspot on the city's grand tour. In fact, up to 20,000 people can file through the Vatican, to see the marvels like the Lancun or the Sistine Chapel. It, it can be overwhelming, though, with so much there. Can I tell you, at mm-hmm. one point in my life, I wanted to get the Sistine Chapel tattooed on my back. Seriously? No. <laughs> but it would have been fun. It's a good idea, right? <laughs> There's a lot going on there is what right. I was thinking. That was a costly tattoo. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, with mm-hmm. a little careful planning... Mm-hmm. You can enjoy the best the Vatican has to offer you Mm -hmm. just with a few clicks away. Yeah, it's true. The Vatican has its own website. And I have to say, I would not buy from any kind of third party source to get anything. The Vatican is easily translatable into English and you could buy everything at cost. Is it like Pope.com? Or I think it's Vatican.com. I have to say, we put it on our website. It is on our website. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's... Pope.com? No, the Pope.com. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. In addition to getting a reservation for the huge museum with the collection in it and the gardens, there might be two other tickets worth looking into a little bit sooner than your arrival. And it's not have dinner with the Pope. You can't do that. 
It's not available yet. There's no VIP seating. There's no there's no availability on that, people. So you're going to have to hit something else up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's quite a few things besides just seeing the actual basilica mm-hmm. and seeing the actual museum, which, by the way, can take days. I can imagine. It, it's so huge. And there's so many things to see from the great Greek and Etruscan classics all the way through to modern work by Marc Chagall. There's there's a piece by Chagall, which is kind of ironic because he was an atheist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, things to think about. Uh Uh-huh. If I want to go or we want to travel up to Michelangelo's Dome. Right. We're going to have to go up 500 steps. 550 to be exact. 550 steps. That's just Mm -hmm. something... But can you imagine climbing those steps and taking in all that you can see? It would be amazing. And you can do it. You can actually go into the courtyard to the right of the cathedral, Mm -hmm. of the basilica. And there's an elevator that will take you up to the original roof line. From there, there's a small queue and it's cash only. There's also a coffee shop up there, by the way. And it costs about 10 euro, but you can climb the stairway that leads all the way up Michelangelo's masterpiece. Uh I mean, it's his crowning glory, right? Uh And you get to see up close those words at two Petrus. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So neat. So neat. And not something that everybody knows about. A lot of people think that that's not something that exists. It does. It's there, people. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but you can also get another ticket on the Vatican website that brings you into the necropolis underneath the parking facility when they were excavating they found this parking facility had a necropolis underneath it and you can go and visit this working archaeological site however i have a strange feeling Mm -hmm. and i'm just guessing here spitballing that those are not the tickets that people are the most interested in after seeing the art collection, I have a strange feeling that most people have a curiosity about whether or not they can get an audience with the Pope. Maybe not a VIP dinner, but maybe an audience with the that Pope. That would be me. Which you can get out of the summer months or to go underneath the crypt of St. Peter's Basilica to the original necropolis where saint peter is actually buried yeah however there's a little trick you got to know about both of these tickets okay let's talk first about the audience with the pope okay if you truly do want to go to an audience with the pope the first thing i would suggest is should you be catholic i would go and talk to your parish priest okay that your diocese may actually already have tickets for the time that you plan on being there. so And they'll give them to you as a parishioner. What if you're not Catholic? If you're not Catholic, go right to that website and click on Audience with the Pope and you'll get the information on who to write an email so that you know exactly that you're getting to the right church officials to get in there. Gotcha. So both work. Okay. And I don't think one is better than the other. I would say it may be easier to go to your parish priest 
first uh-huh. just because it might already be done and you don't want to waste a spot for someone else to get. Right. So that would be one I agree. reason. Okay. I agree. Now let's talk about the most elusive ticket in all of the Vatican. It's like the golden egg. It is like the golden egg, the golden ticket. Uh-huh. It, it's amazing. Okay. Every day through a an office called the Officina di Scavi, you can register and pay a small fee to take a staircase down underneath the crypt level to the ancient necropolis, necropolis dead, not acropolis up, necropolis, where St. Peter is actually buried. So I just want to kind of put this into perspective. Right. Only 13 people get to go at a time. Wow. And there are very, very limited tours to do this, and it has to be in your home language. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. They want to make sure that this is an experience that you understand. You have to get a hold of the Officina di Scavi, and you have to write a letter stating that you would like this and on what date you would like to do it. This is something that goes away very quickly, and you need to write as many months in advance as you possibly can to get this particular one. Wow. Yeah. It is definitely cool, and you get to go down. Imagine you're walking down this staircase, down, 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 and you see the original tombs where people were buried on Vatican Hill in Roman times and then you kind of come around a corner it's it's fascinating you come around a corner and there you are face to face with the tomb where St. Peter was laid after he was killed and it is amazing to have this moment because if you are familiar with the Catholic ideology, you will know that the dome that's above you, Mm -hmm. right above where you're standing at that moment, literally says, you are Peter, you are my rock, and upon this rock, I will build my church. And you think to yourself, wow, wait a second. I always thought of that as maybe kind of an analogy or, you know, something that was not tangible. And here it is as literal as it can possibly be that that is existing, right? Right. So I find it very interesting that you get to do that. From that point, you get to walk into the Pope's private chapel, which is known as the Benedictine Chapel. It is a tiny, tiny room, no bigger than a closet. But it is bejeweled. Oh. It is stunning. And that allows you then to go out into the crypt and you get a glimpse of looking straight up past Bernini's beautiful bronze canopy all the way up two football fields away from you to the very top of Michelangelo's dome. Mm. So you get to see it from the very top to the very bottom. It is fascinating whether you are Catholic or not, I think. Now, yeah. do we get to check out the Pope's crib? <laughs> you want to go into the apartments of the Pope? Yeah. yeah. You're not, you do not have VIP status. <laughs> I just want to see where he might lay his head. Yeah, they're not going to show you that. He's pretty busy doing He's his He's a pretty his busy thing. man. Yes. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I just want to make sure everybody knows. 
dear listeners, you're going to go to the Ufacina di Scavi for your um, necropolis ticket. You're going to go to the prefecture of the papal household for your audience ticket. And all of those things are linked on the official site of the Vatican where you're going to get all your museum tickets. Okay. Okay. Vatican's Woo! taken care of. Wow. Okay. Check it off. Yeah. And I would give it, I, I, I would give it one day if, it's not the most interesting thing to you. I'd be give it three days if it's a pilgrimage. Okay. There you go. Okay. Enough said. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Rome. Mm-hmm. There are two types of visitors to mm-hmm. Rome. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Those who stand in line. Yes. And those who don't. That's right. I want to be the don't. I want to be the donor. No joke. Okay. With so much to see and do, mm-hmm. Rome is one of those cities that takes careful planning. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that you don't, if you don't schedule specific must-dos, mm-hmm. you will wind up rushing from one thing to another without time to truly appreciate everything you've come so far to enjoy. Can you imagine? Yeah. It, it's such a shame when I see people waiting in line when there's no reason to if you just take Plan a beat. ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you want to use all your time on the ground to be the doer, not the waiter, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You feel sorry for those mm-hmm. people. Like, why didn't you just go ahead and purchase it online? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's talk about some five things we need to plan. Okay. There are five things across the city that I would choose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out there right now the thing that I find the least interesting. Can I start with that? Sure. Okay. The, the Coliseum. And I know you're like, but that's the icon after the Eiffel Tower. That's the thing we think about, right? Okay, I have to tell you this. The Colosseum does not really interest me that much. I am far more interested in the art and architecture and history of the churches and and that kind of stuff. That's my jam. But if you're a first timer, would you say, hey, this is something you may want to see on your bucket list. You want to see the Colosseum. Okay, bless me, Yaya, for I have sinned. Yes. I have not been to the Coliseum in my life. I need you to do like some Hail Marys. <laughs> okay. 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 And I'll go to the Santa Scala and do a rosary. <laughs> we can we'll figure it out, okay? Well yeah. it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't go. But I will tell you this. I see outside I, I've been in front of it. You know, I've been right, around right. it. And, and quite frankly, I have sort of been inside of it. Okay. Here's what bothers me about the Coliseum. There are all of these hawkers all around with these same day tickets that are marked up at an outrageous price. If you simply just go and buy your ticket online ahead of time, right? You can walk in. The Coliseum's huge. It's huge. And you get a time and you walk in and it's over instead of waiting in all the lines for the same day tickets. It's up to you. Are you a wine later? Are you a wine later? You're a line waiter. (laughs) If you have wine, yes. Right? Against Rome, right? Okay. Or are you going to breeze through and use all of your time efficiently? I want to be efficient. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just want to spend your time doing the things you came there to do, not waiting for them. Right? Okay, we got four more you can give us. Okay. Four more. All right. Uh, Let me talk about a few of the other things around town. I am going to start with, uh, or I'm going to continue with, 
Castel Sant'Angelo. Okay, an easy ticket to get into if you're just going in the day, just kind of no more than 10 minutes in line. Go and uh, spiral your way up to the very top, get a beautiful view. Stop at the top, you're in Italy, take a beat, sit down, have a little drink at the bar at the top. There's like a cafe bar kind of thing up there. We loved it, beautiful views of the Vatican over to the side. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy but then, just so you know, there's a ticket that you can get at night that will allow you to go through the Borghese Passage, which is the secret passage. And if you're a Da Vinci plan I lover, love this is where all that mystery and, and intrigue come in. This is the ticket that you have to get ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Mark that down, people. Yeah, mark it ahead down. Ahead of time. Yeah. And you can find that information on the Castell's main website Website. and everything we have linked in our rome 101 uh blog post we have show notes for you over there all the links are there for you no problem you guys can i give you a little bonus please here okay give it because right across the river is the beautiful pantheon okay here friends there's no ticket to get into the pantheon free free It's a working church. It's owned by the Catholic Church, and it is actually a sanctuary that you can go into. If you don't know the Pantheon, give it a goog so you can put the picture in your head and imagine snow coming through the Oculus or flowers at springtime coming through the Oculus or a beautiful summer shower coming through that Oculus. It's amazing. But here's the secret. Okay. Right around the right-hand side, there's a door that you can get a ticket to that will bring you up above the main dome that you see on the inside. Mm-hmm. And there are beautiful ancient Roman relics up there. There's like a secret museum, and they don't allow a lot of people in there. So if you go on the Pantheon's website, you can get that ticket and go through that secret door and get a little secret slice of Rome up on the third floor and you would not know this if you did not plan ahead exactly and listen to our podcast this is what i'm saying it is amazing now i have to tell you the best times to go to the pantheon either first thing in the morning yeah or as the doors are closing because the tour buses are gone oh i'm sure you may even have a little corner to yourself oh i love it love it i love it okay Let's swing on over, way on over to the other side of town, to the Borghese Gallery. Okay? Love it. art collection there. Gorgeous, gorgeous art collection is there. And I believe that you would call this period of art Rococo. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay? It is unbelievably full of gorgeous framed work, but also stunning sculpture that harkens back to Greek mythology. Apollo and Daphne are there. There's a couple of other ones. Yeah, that are just amazing. Here's the deal. We got to make a reservation. We got to make a reservation to go here. That was that way before the pandemic and it will continue to be that way. It's just that popular of a place. You're just going to need that reservation to get in just choose an afternoon that you're going to go choose a morning that you're going to go may i say 
it's in a beautiful park. Take a stroll afterwards in what is really Rome's Central Park. Wow. Gorgeous. Enjoy it. And can I also say this? Don't discount these gift shops in Rome. There are pretty touristy, Hmm. but some of them have so many fun items and they are real treasures sometime. Okay. Can we bring it? You're going to bring it back up. I am. I am. I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound. I'm not. But the one missing relic souvenir from one of my trips to Rome that I was bringing back to you was the glow in the dark Virgin Mary that I found glowing at me from a dark corner that the sisters were selling over at San Giovanni and Laterno. I just hope whoever has it needed it more than I did. I hope so. I hope so. Because that is just crushing. Amen. I agree. It is crushing. Let's leave that topic. Okay. All right. I'm with you. All right. Let me wrap up my last ticket. Your last this one. Is another hidden ticket. And it's at Santa Maria Maggiore, which is very close to the train station. Okay. Okay. It's one of the four major churches devoted to Mary. And it has quite an interesting history and two fascinating features. First, can I say this? There is a staircase that is one piece of marble carved by Bernini. It's an art piece. Just the Just stairs. the staircase. Just the stairs. However, go up those stairs. Travel up. Get on the tour. You have to pay a little fee. Get on the tour. We were lucky enough to have the church secretary take us up. So she brought us up to the roof. And let me tell you what happened. She, uh, uh, on the roof, there were windows that you could look into the main sanctuary. Uh So you're like on the side and you Uh can look in. And she said, go ahead and put your your head in the window so you could see the sanctuary from up top. What an interesting thing to do, Yeah, do it. Then she said this to me, are you ready? She said, now put your hand on the ceiling. And of course, because the windows were all the way at the top, you could put your hand on the ceiling. You're touching the ceiling. Okay, so I'm touching the ceiling. This is what she said to me. This really happened. Ready? She said, you are touching the gold that Columbus brought back to Queen Isabella from the New World. She was so grateful for everything that had happened that she tithed it to the Catholic Church and it was turned into the gold leaf of this ceiling. What in the world just happened? It was. Did you wash your hand? No, I. I To this day. To this day. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was amazing. So, some of those little tiny ones, there's also a great surprise over at San Clemente, which isn't that far away from the uh, Coliseum. And if I can, I'm going to give you one last ticket. Do it. Tip. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Don't forget your train ticket out of town. You got to get out. Yeah. Because if you're going to go all the way to Rome, you're probably going to want to see something else. Yes. And the best way to do it, whether you're going south toward Naples or Sorrento and the Amalfi Coast, or whether you're going north toward Florence and the Tuscany area, whichever way you choose to go, train is probably the best way to get you there. I think it'd be beautiful. Yeah. Oh, Ride Rome, the train. Rome. You're so fabulous. A little planning for this huge city goes a long way, though. Can we say that? 
a little planning for this city goes a long way. Yes. Hey, we want you to stay tuned with us because we want to introduce you to a friend of ours named Fuse who runs Fuse Travels. And she's an expert in Italy and has a little bit more advice for you about this incredible vacation of a lifetime. You're listening to Bobshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. And subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got three sources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. First guest today on our show all about Rome and Italy is Fuse from Fuse Travels. Hi there, Fuse. How are you? Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks again for having me. We are so happy to have you here as kind of our resident expert on Italy today. You know, I we've met a couple of times and I wanted to make sure everybody understood kind of what your background is with Italy. So 40 years kind of on the road traveling, even though you're a native of Brazil, Italy has kind of become a bit of a second home for you, huh? Yeah. So which is I've never expected that to happen because, you know, when I was little, I was kind of obsessed with my home country. I even ended up going back there and living after college. And later when I married a a Brazilian as well, we talked about possibly retiring in Brazil. So five years ago, exactly. uh, And I had been to Italy 20 in 2003, Mm -hmm. the first time. So five years ago, we were actually planning a trip. We're like, we were trying to plan a trip to Brazil, but the, the ticket was so expensive. And I'm like, no way, I'm not paying that much. And then as mm-hmm. a joke, I said, I wonder how much a trip to Italy is to Rome. And it was like 400 and something dollars. And I almost fell off my chair. And then, I uh, he, yeah, and then he looked at me. I looked at him. I asked my sister who was living with my time. She's like, go. Like, what are you waiting for? Um, so we did. And it was just like magical and then we did again the following year for my 40th um and then we went again the following year and then of course with the pandemic we stopped and then we finally took the kids now this year so the weird thing is after our second trip and the way he connected with italy so much and the way Mm -hmm. um i connected with italy so much I'm like, what is it about this place? This is so weird. I was born, you know, in South America. Like, I don't, I don't understand. So then I found this thing called your soul place. And, and, and I looked up, well, like, how can you be connect, so connected to a place that you're not from or you haven't been? And I really feel like, you know, there, there's just something about Italy to me. And, and I love the fact that it's not a huge country, but there's so much diversity there's so much i haven't seen so that's why you know i think like yeah we could go back there every year and now i am considering retiring there actually 
Oh, how exciting. Oh, I yeah. love that idea. I love that yeah. idea. Yeah. And it, this whole kind of love affair with Dolce Vita in Italy kind of became your new pathway in life with, with the blog and Instagram and especially TikTok. I see on there every day I follow you and you have the best advice. I love the advice that you give. So it's super helpful to other people out there. And I love that you're loving what you love, you know? Yeah. 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 So at this age, I really am all about like following the joy and you know, this is just—it's joyous to me. It's not work. It's just—it's joyful. And I think you know, it's so nice when you have something like that, and um, you just follow follow your curiosity. I always say in entre- in my entrepreneurship journey, I've always just followed my curiosity. I love um, that. And then and then now I'm like, okay, the follow the joy. You know, I'm very much into like raising my vibration and just positive, not positive energy, because I feel like, you know, that's looked down upon, but like kind of, okay, what is the life that I want to have? And, and, you know, focus on that. And you, sometimes you have no idea the how or the mm-hmm. when, but when you start focusing on those good things, like me and right now, I'm like, I'm like, okay, what would it look like to, to purchase a home in Italy? Um, you know, and maybe spend six months there out of the year. What if, you know, can I start looking at towns, you know? It doesn't matter yeah. if I have the funds yet or not, but can I just start envisioning and dreaming about that? So that's, I don't know. I love that. And then, yes, thank you. The TikTok happened uh, when I went with the kids. It was like kind of random. Three videos went viral. Um, you know, TikTok's a funny place that there is some negative comments. <laughs> always. Always. Can't please everybody. Right. Yeah. You can't please yeah. everybody. And you, but you can filter out certain comments. I already have some filters where I know certain words, you know, like, mm-hmm. I really don't usually curse in my videos and um, not that it won't happen, but you know, it's usually like, so there's certain words that I know that it's like immediately, no, right. Don't, don't show those comments or questions. But the best thing in TikTok that I love is that the interaction with the people wanting to travel Yes, and that they ask questions and then you can answer. And then, you know, and sometimes my answers are not the best just because I was on the trip and I was still learning as, you know, I went along and that happened a lot with the COVID restrictions and, and understanding the rules and the laws at the time. Um, and it's okay to make mistakes, you know, I was like, just very honest, like, hey, you know, this is what I read, this is what I've been told, and this is what's happening. And I think the more we all travel and share, the better it is for everyone. And I have to compliment you. I thought you did a great job bringing Italy back through COVID. You were answering almost daily what yes. the restrictions were, what the expectations were. And it really helped a lot of people get there, I think. Um, and I didn't see that for a lot of other countries. There there wasn't somebody that was almost like a clearinghouse. So mm-hmm. I thought you used social media pretty well with that. Okay. And since we're on that, let's go ahead and talk. We're going to dig in right on yes. Italy right now. Now, what we talked about in the first part of our episode was the reservations in Rome that you need to make ahead of time. Things especially to do with the Vatican or very specific mm-hmm. museums and things that, you know, you could kind of figure that out once you get there. So we kind of covered that information, but I thought I'd ask you a couple of pieces of information for pieces of information that maybe people don't necessarily think to ask every single time. And we do talk with a lot of first time travelers at Bob mm-hmm. area. So I thought I'd ask those questions. Mm-hmm. So here's question number one. Are you ready? 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. What city would you send the first time traveler to and why? Okay, I love this question. Definitely Rome. Like you cannot go to Italy and not go to Rome. So if you've never been to Italy, you need to add, even if you break up your trip. So I do, I do recommend doing Rome and Florence. I think those are just two great introductions to Italy. Perfect for like an eight to 10 day trip, 10 days preferably. Um, and it's just, you know, there's Rome is like this, place where you're like, oh my God, there's just clash of the old and the new that you just can't, it's mm -hmm. in your face, you know, you can't yeah. like, you can't unsee it. And there's just so many things to do. And the food is amazing. Um, and you know, there's something for everyone. It's, it's great for solo travel, for families, um, you know, for couples, it can be very romantic for couples. So definitely Rome. And if you could do Rome in Florence, that, that would be my, my tip for first timers for sure. I so love that idea because I think Rome is such an anchor, right? It, it's yeah, an anchor exactly. Travel, right? right. Never right. mind just Italy. Yeah. And I love the idea of getting up to Florence because that gives you kind of like a base for your next trip. It's almost like you could use Florence as your base and then kind of explore a little bit more and kind of go there. I think that's a magical piece of Italy. Yeah. That a lot of people don't recognize. Yeah. And Italy and Rome is so like kind of like city, right? Hustling. It's like it's fat. It's well, nothing. Italy's fast moving compared to here. <laughs> but like you see the difference when you like go to the countryside, Tuscany, and you get to Florence, and it's just smaller. It's this little charming place, and mm -hmm. it's, it kind of gives you a nice break in your in your trip too. Especially if you go for the first time to Rome, and you're you know doing a lot of tours and a lot of walking. I think Florence is just that nice touch, and just kind of like slows down your travel, which I love. I'm more of a slow traveler. That brings me actually to my next question because the pace between the United States and Italy are two different species of animals. They're they're not even in the same genre, right? And you do have to kind of shift your gears inside of you in order to like successfully enjoy Italy. I know when I've landed outside of Rome and I've put my feet on the ground, I've literally said in my head, Alex, slow your roll. Just calm it down. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> calm it down because they may be on strike in Naples. They may yes. have this problem. They may have that problem. And I just have to like stop my headset. What's your best advice for that? How do you slow your, your pace down so that you're not doing that American hurry up and look thing yeah i think you know when you visit rome let's say for the first time there's there's some things you cannot not do like the, i'm not catholic and the vatican museum was one of the best experiences me and my it's husband had. we were like blown away of how much we liked it and we just mm -hmm. went you know like okay let's visit the vat like we didn't think much of it so the vatican museum you know the vatican the Colosseum. so there's there's some must must visits for sure. But what we do, my husband and I in travel is, the first time we went, we did a lot of that. But now that we go back, you know, there really isn't a lot of tour things that we do. So I think just planning even before you go, you have to leave room for flexibility. That's number one. Do not jam pack your day. Do not be like, in the morning we're doing this, in the afternoon we're doing this. Because you're going to get exhausted, you're going to get burned out. And, you know, and they are at a different pace. So one thing I also love about Italy is like, You'll be sitting around and and you just look up and like people are not on their phones 
I know that's changing mm-hmm. a little bit with the youth, but compared to what you see, you know, in the U.S., like an eight-year-old's walking into a restaurant with their iPad in their face. Sorry. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but like, so that's so cool. So I always leave room for flexibility. I always just leave room to like, okay, what, you know, because, and that's the beauty of travel. This also happened to me recently in Valencia where mm-hmm. we went to dinner and it was like, I want to write an article about it and hopefully it'll get, you know, feature somewhere. It just, it was like we were meant to be there at this dinner place and everything that happened. It's like the story found us. Does that make sense? Oh, so, it does. It does. Yeah. So you have to leave room for those kind of like magical moments. So, you know, when we get there, I'm also very jet lagged and I try not to sleep, which is very hard for me. Um, So I'll go out and have, you know, breakfast already. Or I think uh, we always just love like kind of picturing like, what if we stayed here for a month or what if we lived here? What would we be doing? And I think that helps me slow it down and kind of like try to get to know the neighborhood um, you know, I love seeing the the old men and women like just at the coffee shop, you know, and walking around. I love to people watch. And of course, I love the food and wine. So I am a total piazza sitter. Like, yes. People watching at the piazza is the best. It's I'm like you'll good. see all I'm sorts good. of things. Yes. Yes. And I could do that in any town. Put me anywhere. There's yes. a story. Yeah. Yes. Any country. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Now, we talked a little bit about frustrations, but Mm -hmm. I've been to Italy a few times myself, and I have to say, I have been frustrated, and I have kind of set myself straight. What do you think first-time travelers would get frustrated with that maybe they haven't thought of before? Well, um, this is fun, and this is another ironic thing. Like, why do I love Italy so much? I do find that they're not that friendly. But not in a bad way. It's like, they're just very direct. So I remember one time in Florence, this lady was so rude to me. I went to ask for a map, but like, it was, I meant like, you know, like in the map where they have like paragraphs and other advice, right? Other info. I asked if it was, if there was like an English one. That's what I meant in my head. And, and she's like, you're in Italy. The streets are in Italian. Like, she was just very like, what do you mean in English? Like, she thought I was asking for a map, like with the, translation of the street i don't know so that could be a little you know frustrating because they're 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 just very direct um and you know you're not gonna get that the customer service might not not be there also depends where you go okay i'm talking about the bigger cities smaller cities totally different Mm -hmm. totally different like we went to saturnia which is one of the hot springs in Tuscany and we slept at this place called Eden Sleep. I swear it was called Eden Sleep and we paid like 76 euros and included dinner. And the guy was so sweet and he told us we should take a bottle bottle of wine to the hot spring. So of course, you know, there will be exceptions. So that's one. I think the other thing is is the time, right? They eat a lot later. Their happy hours at seven. Sometimes they'll close for two hours in the afternoon. You're like, what do you mean you're closed? Like, so that's, I think that's different. Um, as well. And then the other thing, there has been over the years, just a lot more street vendors. So like in the Coliseum, I feel like that could get a little annoying where they're just kind of like in your face trying to sell you things. Um, what else? 
I mean, yeah. I think the strikes is another thing. Yes. So the strikes, <laughs> I actually have never had an issue with the trains, but it's funny because we went in March and as soon as I got here, it was all over TikTok, like a lot of strikes. So yeah. I'm originally from Brazil where there are a lot of strikes too. But yeah. yeah, so you have to like check the train schedules and the bus and make sure that it's all working. That could be frustrating. If you plan out a great day and you know, you want, you're doing like a day trip and you want to get somewhere by a certain time, then it's like, oh, you know, you have to, that's why I leave room for flexibility. <laughs> the cool thing in Europe is there are certain laws that say they have to announce that they're going to strike. Yes, they it do. can't just happen mm -hmm. so if you keep your ear to the ground you can yes. use that flexibility that you've kind of adjusted right. yourself to 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 make it a little easier <clears throat> so i i would keep my ear to the ground more yes. than anything yeah yeah just one, look at the front page of the paper <laughs> yeah one tip with that is if you go to the train station if they say they're coming they're coming even if it's two mm -hmm. hours late they are so they yeah. they're, they're they're you know if, if they said they're coming they're coming if they said they're not coming then you go do something else or Find yeah. private transportation, but luckily I haven't like ran into this issue myself. But I have seen it other yeah. people. The only time I ran into it was, uh, and I I was unaware. I was going from Rome to Naples, and uh, I was trying to get over to Sicily, and the boats were were on strike. Uh, Everybody was on strike for uh, the boats, so I had to spend a day in Naples uh, and, you know, and enjoy a little. Enjoy, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you just got to kind of roll with the punches with that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it'll work itself out, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think probably the biggest mistake that I see people make when it comes to Italy specifically, they want to go on this trip of a lifetime and they want to pack everything they can into 10 days. And it's just, there's just no way to see it diverse Italy in 10 days. You just can't go from the north to the south, the south to the north, do the islands, do the mountains, do the lake. You can't get it all in. What's your best take on a balanced 10-day trip? Okay, I love this question because I see all these itinerary questions where people are like, oh, I want to go to Florence and Venice and Rome and Milan. And I'm like, ha! <laughs> so... My style, of course, this will depend on your style of travel. So one thing we've noticed is that checking in and out of a lot of hotels really tires us out. And it also like just it, it wastes a lot of time. So we always find a base place. So we try to find max kind of like two and three base places obviously will depend. So let's say in a 10 day trip, you'll do, you know, you can even do four days Rome, and one of those days you can take a train to Naples, let's say if you want, really wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. um, or Florence is a great base because then you could really do Tuscany. You could visit Siena. You could do a Vespa to San Gimignano, which is the fabulous little medieval town that's just adorable. It's like a must visit. Um, you could do a day trip to one of the hot springs. There's several hot springs. Some are free, some are not. So that's what we look at. We do not want to be checking in and out every two nights because it's just exhausting. So find a base place. So we usually will go Rome North, Rome South, right? And usually Rome just because more of the flights are cheaper. We've tried to go to um, Naples. We've tried to go to Milan and the flights have always been more. Um, mm -hmm. I even gone to like other cities in Europe just to get to Italy cheaper. <laughs> 
Not wrong. Not, not, not wrong. a wrong idea. <laughs> then you get to see two countries, right? Um, yeah. So I think picking the base is great and just having like, okay, so now I have the base of these two places. What can really physically be done without tiring me out? Right. So I'll give an example. So for our 10 day trip with the kids, we wanted it way more days in Rome because we knew they they couldn't handle what we usually do where we're walking so much. And, you know, so I we decided to go to Florence. We actually extended our trip for a day and then we decided because they had canceled our return flight. So then we were able to do it without like any pen, penalty and we extended. Mm-hmm. So when we went to Tuscany, the plan was. I think we did two nights in Florence, but we really wanted to either go to Luca or, or, you know, Pisa, um, the leaning tower. We want to see the leaning. We're like, okay, we're going to, and it just didn't happen because we, the draw, we actually rented a car. It took a little longer. We stopped by a hot spring, which was great because we hiked. They were like, they thought it was really cool. We stopped by this food. By the time we got to Florence, because our goal was that day, we were going to do Florence and the next day, we were going to go out for this half day trip and it just didn't happen, but it was okay. Right. But if we didn't have that place as a base, then we kind of could have been screwed. We would have missed like a whole day in one place and it's just too much. So the best advice is pick like a couple of base places and be like, okay, we're going to do Rome and North and then Rome and South and just stick to that. Like, I understand some people are like, oh, it's my dream to go to Venice. But Venice is further, way further. And one extremely important thing about venturing out like that is that you have to return. So (laughs) your your airport, right? So, and that's what we think a lot. And we don't like wasting a lot of time traveling, you know, in between places. So we're like, okay, if it's three and a half hours driving, right, to Florence, then if I go another two hours to Venice, that could be almost six hours to go back to Rome. Do I really have that time? Do I really have, you know, a half day to, to lose or, or whatnot? So keeping those things in mind, you know, having a priority of the, the base places you are going to visit, what can you do? And then, like I said, planning for that flexibility just in case. I think those are all really good things. And you're right. Time is money. You mm-hmm. know, is, is my time worth the money that I'm spending on this to drive back. I actually kind of always have categorized Venice with a trip to Switzerland Mm. because you're kind of in that area a little bit more. It seems a little crazy, but the, the train ride from Switzerland is three hours where from Rome, it's much further. Yeah, much and I would further. love to one day do like Milan North and go to Switzerland yeah. for the day, right? And exactly. Do like that yeah. amazing train trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know what used to be, this was the rage in the 80s. It's so funny mm. that you bring that up um, for a day trip. People used to ski up in it, take the lift up in Italy and ski over the glacier into Switzerland. Oh, have fun. lunch, and then you took the lift back up and you ski back down to your hotel in Italy. That was oh like all God. the rage. I know, isn't that cool? That is so cool. Yeah, it was all the rage in the 80s. It's so funny that you bring that up. Yeah, I would love to know here because we're talking Italy, right? When you're in a restaurant. What is the one thing that you that you wish people would order that they don't order? Like you hear it at all the other tables. I'm always listening in mm-hmm. because I can hear all the different accents around me. And I'm always like, mm, I wouldn't have ordered that. That wouldn't have been the thing I chose. I would have ordered 
this or that. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, there's, I think some, uh, there's some American dishes that we think are Italian that are not right. Like you don't go there and you add, what, what is it? There's no Alfredo fettuccine. It was invented in Mexico with Caesar salad. <laughs> there is no, you know, you don't really go. I think that spaghetti meatballs either, right? I don't think that, I don't remember that. So I think that's more of a New York thing. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I mean, kind of like doing a little, you know, just study and, and look up. Obviously, the pastas are, are phenomenal, right? I think for me, I love some risotto. And I think you really need to, to venture out to the truffle oil situation mm. so there's white truffle there's black truffle so like anything you see with truffle i think it's a good to just try it out and see if you know it is a you know specific taste but if you will you know like it um i think you bring up a very good point about truffles because in the united states anything with truffles is on a shelf in a market yes yeah, not the case in no. Europe, specifically Italy. It's almost a sport to find those particular truffles. There are dogs involved. It's, yes. it's huge there, and yes. it, they use it very differently. I, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate the way the ingredient is used more yeah in europe and specifically italy more much more than the states yeah and remember italy like everything's like farm to table so mm -hmm. you know so just you really need to like try different things or so for example my one son really loved lasagna so he kept ordering to see which would be the his favorite lasagna place right or the other one really loved ravioli and just like you know um just being open to trying new things. And of course they do a fabulous job with their cheese boards and their cured meat. So if, you, if you're into that, I mean, there's this place called Cantina del Papi. They have several locations in Rome and it is one of our favorite places. It's a butcher shop mm -hmm. that you go into <laughs> and they make custom plates. So everyone gets a custom plate. They just, they just create it right there. And you can be like, oh, I, I don't like it. mushrooms. And then they'll tweak it, but they make it and it looks divine like it, it, you're like oh my god it's a masterpiece and then they're not allowed to serve you alcohol so you buy it at the counter and then you go sit down <laughs> oh i love yeah, that it's one of like and it's in trastavere um in, in in rome which is a neighborhood that is a little bit it's not like near all the attractions but it's a great neighborhood for food and bar hopping it is a thing. great home base in rome yes. too i love yes. that neighborhood yeah mm -hmm. um what do you say, I love that you said farm to table because yes. to me, when in doubt, order whatever the special is because you know it's in season, you know yes. that's what it works with, right? So I always say order that. There's one other thing that I do specifically in Rome because the Vatican is there and I am a devout Catholic. Mm -hmm. but that has nothing to do with why I'm doing this because <laughs> there's one thing that I know about Catholics. Catholic nuns eat cheap and they eat good. They know yeah, all the so follow games. them. If you follow That's my favorite game in Rome is follow the nun. And we have like a whole point system <laughs> in our world. We're very happy with oh, it. Yes, you told me this. In yes. Person, yes. yes. I'm telling you, I have never eaten better than following the nun. So if you're really lost in, in the in the yes. food that yes. is because there are some food traps. You have to, you know, also be yeah. careful. My favorite food trap in Rome is right outside the Vatican, and there's a picture, and it says, Rick Steves eats here. <laughs> it's so funny. It makes me laugh every time I see it. 
it's on that that street right the main the yeah, main yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and the picture's got to be 20 years old the man has gray hair and he does not have gray hair in that picture it's he doesn't go there anymore maybe he went there once Exactly. It's probably changed owners like 16 yeah. times since then. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. I love that. I love Rome. Oh. Rome reminds me of Manhattan. And the funny <laughs> thing is, like, you'll, you'll get even good food at gas stations in Rome. It's just like, it's just fucking. You never know. You never know. Stops have like full on restaurants. You're like, what? It's weird. But they take food seriously. They do. They do. They do. Oh, Fuse, this has been so fun. Here's what I'd love to do. Okay. I would love to ask you five very quick questions and you just oh, okay. throw out you throw out your answer on what you think it is are okay. you ready yeah oh here we here we <laughs> go don't be nervous here we go <laughs> best mid-sized city oh florence i think so too best art best art in terms of or city where you see art i think florence also kind of wins yeah i'm an art junkie i think florence yeah. too the best drive in italy tuscany it, it, it it's so cliche but it really is true I know. like yeah. we drove through tuscany like listening to like one of the opera like very cliche and the moon was shining it was so romantic it's just i don't know it really is all the things you hope because it would be. southern italy carried the drive there so <laughs> we had my husband kind of had a mini panic attack going to the amalfi coast that's a whole other story for a whole other oh, day. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll we'll add that into this list. Worst drive is going to the Amalfi Coast because that's yes. just it's that a, is just like if you're afraid of heights, you cannot do that. It's like Tower of Terror times yeah. seven hundred, and like oh for two God. hours almost, like depending on the traffic. It's, you're like, are we there yet, please? I love that. <laughs> best best drink to order. Okay, I I mean I have spritz is like the thing there. Uh, I mean it's. The house wine is really the best drink to order because 85% of the time it's delicious and it's so cheap. <laughs> the cheap house wine is the best thing on it the menu. It is. Like, you know, I, I've had like probably two times two bad ones, but like it's worth it. It really, I've, I've never been steered wrong with good house. Just bring me the house wine and they yeah, bring house, it, they put yeah. it on the table. Yeah, one time this lady, this restaurant closed, unfortunately, um, but she was like, wine you know red and then she like i thought it was a glass she just breaks the bottle just slaps it down yeah carafe kind of... yeah. <laughs> is an italian word there you go right? <laughs> <laughs> all right last one ready mm -hmm. favorite italian word well it's it's a phrase the dolce far niente the mm. sweetness of doing nothing and i think that's what's appealing and that's why i'm thinking about retiring to italy just because they just know how to be Right. And I think in Europe, you have that feel, right? They just know how to appreciate family and friends and just kind of like be with each other. Right. And like, you know, th there was this meme going around on Facebook about, you know, um, an email, right? Like uh, this person that works in the States received this email and it said, hi, sorry, I'm currently um, I just had kidney surgery today and I'll get back to you later on or something or right. knee surgery. And then the, the Italian was like, hi, we're camping for the month. I'll talk to you in September. And it's true. It is so true. So this like, and it's a beautiful phrase, dolce, which means the sweetness, uh, far niente, do nothing. Like just the sweetness of being and being present and enjoying 
a place, enjoying the company, the, you know, it could be the beach, could be uh, a roof. I love going to rooftop, by the way, rooftop sunset. Um, yeah, so that's my favorite. What's yours? Uh, mine is far more basic because mine <laughs> is the word artichoke because I love artichokes and it's carciofi in Italian. Oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> I love it. It just kind of rolls right off your tongue, doesn't yes. it? Oh, yes. The whole language does. Oh, Fuse, this has been so much fun. And I want to make sure all of our listeners know exactly where to find you. Your website is fusetravels.com. Yes. F-U-S-E travels with an mm -hmm. S at the end.com. You're on TikTok at Fuse Travels, which is probably your home base. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you ever have any questions, that would be a great, just leave a comment. I usually do video replies. Um, I'm definitely more active there than Instagram. But you are on Instagram. You've got mm -hmm. the blog going on. And your next appearance will be at TBEX in Lafayette. Yes. Coming September, yes? Yeah. So I've actually been officially hired to photo. I'm also a professional photographer. And so I've been um, officially hired to photograph the TBEX uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, which is a travel that we met. You and I met at a travel conference. At, yes. You know, women in travel. And then TBEX is a great, amazing conference. So they host three events a year, usually one in Europe, Asia, and North America. So Fabulous. yeah, I have the privilege of photographing there. And then, you know, travel conferences are great networking. If you're in the industry, it, they're just amazing. You learn so much. And so I'll be there. And I also will be visiting Monroe in Louisiana as part of the fam trip. So I'm so excited. I've never been to Louisiana, so it's going to be great. I think you're going to love it there. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun down there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. This was amazing. We loved having you here. You have great advice on Italy. And I hope everybody who's thinking about that dream trip follows Fuse over there on TikTok. Thanks so much, Fuse, for today's little chat about an incredible place. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.